Hello there and welcome to the Look at the Adjective podcast. We ain't here to podcast. We are. <laughs> Just don't, don't turn off. Um, you've, got, you've got a little gimmick, haven't you? <laughs> so I'm, my name's a big mug, John Mack, and I am with my partner in crime, the bad guy, the medium-sized man, Chico, me, Mark Crowder. How are you doing, son? You all right? Uh, not bad. So we've uh, we've jumped ship. It's new surroundings, but uh, same old, same old. Uh... <laughs> I'm all right, though, mate. I'm all right. So basically, what this is today is uh, we we have we are back, rebranded, reinvigorated, and ready to uh, smash the doors of perception down and uh, take a nice trip down the uh, yellow brick road of wacky, weird, and sometimes extremely woeful world of uh, WCW, Eric Bischoff's Wonderland. Um, we we used to do a podcast called the Near Four Podcast, and we sort of did. It was sort of a bit of a general wrestling podcast, um, but we did do some WCW stuff on there. We started at Uncensored 96 and we toddled on through. And um, the last show we did was the go-home show to Hogwild 96, which I am going to re-upload along with this little preview um, before we do our first show proper. Um, so basically, we're just here to tell you sort of what we're going to do. This is going to be more of a chronological, uh, timeline-based uh, trip through everything the NWO era um, to watch it in sort of real time. Um, what what were your experiences of sort of the NWO era? Not at the time, obviously, because obviously I know your age, but um, like over the years, have, have you have, you've watched bits, but you haven't watched it all in a, a cohesive kind of thing? No. no. Um, well, I, I I don't think it's no secret. Me and you obviously know each other very well, and you know I'm quite quite big on some of the incumbents of the NWO, especially the original sort of... Virgil? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, booty man. No, I'm... <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> no, obviously, I'm a big fan of Nash. Bit like, like a bit of Scott Hall as well. So, like, obviously, I'm not old enough to have watched it live at the time, um, unfortunately. But I have watched countless hours of clips and bits and pieces over the years sort of and it's always been something I've wanted to do. Obviously we started started doing it on the previous podcast and we're obviously going to continue that. Um it, there's been ups and downs with that journey so far with some of the shows we've watched. Um yeah but, there is <laughs> but um you know it's fun to do because it's it's something that I've not watched before so you know, you you see the you see the bits that get put out on bloody revisionist WWF, and you know it doesn't really tell the full story of what actually happened, um, and the sort of journey of how they became obviously so iconic. So obviously, and it's and it's and what I've found, what I've been most surprised about so far when we have watched it is just seeing guys that. You know, see the underneath guys that they had at the time that were just top draw. You know, yeah. guys before they sort of became what they really were. You know, you're talking your Eddies, um, your Ray Mysterio, Dean Malenko. Obviously, big fan of him when we've been watching it. Um, and we'll see more over to come. I think obviously we'll see Young Jericho and a few others as well. So, I think that there's there's been a lot of good things to watch about it. So that's why you know. We didn't. We wanted to keep it going, but we wanted to obviously make it a bit more sort of 
focused on that. Specific, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the, spe- the specificity of it that we were, you know, we wanted to we wanted to do it in real time instead of like um, like an amalgamated sort of yeah compilation kind of thing. Um, it's I think it's more because there's a lot of there's a lot of upside to it. There's a lot of sort of middle of the road stuff, but there are some pretty woeful moments, and and that's what drew me to it. I mean, I didn't watch it. I'm a bit older than you, so I didn't watch it week by week by week mm-hmm. in the 90s. I watched bits there, bits there. You know, yeah. I'd watch full programs, but it was never. I was always a WWF guy. So, like, I'd, I'd do my damnedest to, to watch that, even though it was on Sky. And when it, like, like I alluded to on other on the other on other podcasts, we had cable, and you could get yeah. uh, TNT. And after Turner Classic Movies had finished, I think it was like Channel Seventeen or Eighteen or something. So, I when I remembered, I'd, I'd dive onto that and watch it. So, I've so, I've I've seen a, a lot of it, but it was a long time ago. And I've and you know, with with fresh eyes, it's more. You know, interesting. Like we, we didn't, we, we didn't want to give like this revisionist WC, uh, WCW, WWE version of history. You know, because yeah. you know it's for what was it eighty six weeks where they beat them, and there's a there's a misnomer that they had the better program. It's like well, did they? Because we we are going to be dropping into WWF yeah. for, for for sort of certain moments and certain pay-per-views and you know maybe like the odd raw where you know something sort of groundbreaking happens but um yeah there's a there's a lot of intrigue for me in this in this period because everyone raves about the nwo like it was this groundbreaking thing and it was don't get me wrong at the time but it was like it was flawless Hmm. you know in the sort of revisionist because i think a lot of that's to do you might disagree with me. I think a lot of that's to do with who was in it being friends with Helmsley, who 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 sort I don't know. I mean mm. I mean Hogan Hogan's like their icon. Yeah. Or one of one of their icons of WWE. And obviously Nash and Hall and, and Sean Waltman were all big buds with Helmsley. So um I I've seen a lot of stuff where where they they put over like the the, the, the WWE NWO like more than yeah. the other NWO and it's just it's weird but it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool little walk down memory lane like we've seen some really good stuff so far um so we we do like urge you to go and listen to like the precursors to this on the old on the old feed um just to sort of get get where we're up to on the timeline I mean there's some intriguing stuff some absolutely woeful stuff, and we aren't afraid stuff. to, yeah, we aren't afraid to, uh, to, uh, <laughs> tell, tell people that it's shocking. I mean, it's like, like we've always said, though, it's subjective, so you might find it fantastic, listener. You, you yeah. never know, you might not, you not be, might not be into like we're, like what we're into, but we've, like we, we've said previously, we cherry pick what we watch these days because we've, we've been into wrestling that long, you know, we, we know what we like, we know what we yeah. don't like. But then the stuff that has really surprised us, like um, a former former winner of one of our prestigious awards. Well, not I don't think he was a winner. I think he was a nominee. Or Buff Bagwell, he surprised us. Yeah, um, and said award will be coming up shortly. Um, <laughs> DDP. I mean, I always liked DDP, but I didn't realise he was that good at his 
because I think we're seeing him at his peak because when he came into WWF, he was like no, saddled with shit, wasn't he? Nearly, well, he was nearly fifty, I think, and it was like I know he started late, but you know when you start late, like Batista and him and stuff, you've only got like a certain shelf window life, of yeah. yeah, you've only got a window of opportunity, um, and I think we he was well past his sort of peak as a drawing card and as a as a performer. But me and you have been really high on, on page. He's been um, great. There's obviously some awkward stuff which we have spoken about before. Um, the Chris Benoit and woman stuff. Um, we we we're gonna try and and we have tried to sort of put that to one side and focus just purely on the, the performance in ring promo sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um he will be coming up in this in this little preview we've uh because of somebody recently um we also do a segment called cretin of the week which is about modern wrestling um which we're going to do today because there's been far too many nominees this week to, to miss a week um the reason we do that is because modern wrestling has some just absolute idiots and with the invention of social media you know you never knew that they were... more often well this is this is it you never knew that they were morons back in the day but now it's like they're just people just quite happy to put anything and everything on it so it's like oh you're an idiot fair enough um so we're going to do that today but um we're also going to do a little bonus episode next week so our bonus episodes are not going to be specific to anything they're basically stuff that's interested us and we'll drop it in like um we did a new japan one We've done uh, quite a few AW ones. Um, I think we're going to do is it uh, Death Before Dishonor? Because yeah. if you've ever listened to us before on our previous incarnation, you'll know how uh, how big FTR fans we are, and we look with FTR Briscoes was probably our match of the year so far. Uh, I haven't seen anything better. Um, so we're going to be watching Death Before Dishonor as well. So we're going to drop that mid sort of midweek, maybe late, maybe Friday next week. Um, it's like just like a little nice little uh, bonus thing, but um, yeah, the WWF ones we're going to do um, are going to be sort of in in sort of correlation with the timeline we're working through. They're going to be in that period, so um, I think we're going to do SummerSlam '96 in a couple of weeks. Shot yeah. um, Sean Vader, the uh, infamous move dumb shit incident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's. I think this just gives us a bit more freedom to do the the chronological WCW yeah. thing that we we've spoken about for years of doing. It was kind of like just part of the last one, whereas it's yeah. going to be the main focus this one. Uh, and we are we are still going to do the odd bit of you know modern wrestling and 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 other stuff. So we, you you might get some New Japan, um, you might get. ROH, you might get AEW, you might even get us reviewing stuff purely to hate watch it, like a DDT or something like that, just just for the lols, as they say. Um, they even mentioned WWE. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest with you, Mark. Unless there's something you know off the scale, phenomenal, I don't think either of us enjoy sitting through Vince's telly or Vince's pay per views at the moment. We did WrestleMania, didn't we? Earlier this year, that and that hard. was a, that was a slog. It really was a big old long. That was eleven show. eleven hours, man, and that was yeah. that was eleven hours over two shows. We did two shows for it, night one and night two. 
Yeah. And it was like, I'd watched 11 hours of wrestling and 90% of it was horseshit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and it's just like, this, you get obviously you're going to get the odd gem. Um, we've, we've dropped some in there, like we did like Seth and Cody and a few other bits and pieces, didn't we? And, you know, when there is something good, we'll stick on, but... Yeah, I think we're not going to do pay-per-views for WWF as such. It's going to be more like cherry-pick matches that maybe you've got a buzz around them on, on the internet or yeah. for, for either reason, whether they're good or downright fucking awful. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, something something like talking points, basically. You don't want to be watching a you know a five-minute flipping Filler match, Omos yeah. match. Yeah, you don't want to be like watching a five-minute Omos match because you're going to be bored. Trained train by not... Kevin Nash Omos. <laughs> yeah. He's exposed his business there a little bit, Nash, on his podcast. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I wouldn't have admitted to that. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But um, what do you reckon, bud? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's obviously it's sort of similar to what we do, but we've got like a clear, clear route and a schedule now of what we want to do and, you know, and then we've got a more sort of. I think, I think we just sort of we needed a refresh. I think that was what it was. It just needed to just to be a bit more, as we mentioned before, just more specific to what we were doing. Have a sort of clear direction of what we wanted to, to cover, and that's what we're going to do now. Um, and I think we're not under no illusion. We we're not thinking this is going to be plain sailing. This is going to be the greatest wrestling we've ever seen. There's going to be some times where me and you are going to go. Shall we start this off because? This is yeah. it's gonna be week there's gonna be weeks where it's just gonna be oh god, not this again. Do you know what I mean? But you know, we've committed to this. <laughs> and there there are some uh, there are some truffles in the turd, as they say. because um, it's gonna be because I mean what what was that old adage that they had the best undercards but the worst main events? Um, I think that's with that's been proven so far. So far, yeah. I mean the cruiserweights The cruiserweights have been the standout, yeah, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, it's Probably. a step above, and people like Chris Benoit and and people like like you always heard were underrated, like a, an Arn Anderson. But you just come in to realise how absolutely top tier that guy is. Like on the yeah. mic, in ring, never never disappoints. Does he's he's nice quality and people like that. And and the WWF didn't really have them people. I mean, saying that we watched King of the Ring, and that had a pretty good under. I mean, there was there was some dross on it, but. Like the the Mero Austin match, mankind, um, mankind taker, uh, and then you had Goldust versus Ahmed Johnson, which was fifteen minutes. And no, you don't you don't do Ahmed Johnson fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was. I think I think with, with Ahmed Johnson, it was a case of trying to find his. He's not his ceiling, but where where he where he was supposed to be, what what he could do, and I mean, if you a bit like a Goldberg before his time, where you, you can't have him in yeah. all matches, it just you no. can't happen, can it? <laughs> he was he was like everything Vince McMahon looked for, and he did have. I mean, he did have a charisma as well, but his talking ability was was appalling. Yeah. Let's let's be honest with you, it was incoherent, it was rambling, but you know, ultimate warrior. Yeah. So, I suppose just a, it, just a quick shout out. You talk about talking ability. I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, to Mr. Dax Howard, Dax the Axe, for his absolute belter the other night on the Dynamite. Um, that guy's just on another level at the moment. 
Hashtag fight like an eight-year-old girl, seriously. I mean, it was one of the most fired-up babyface promos. I haven't seen... that's. It was it was like rock and roll expressing the eighties level of fired up babyface promos. I mean, quality. The way I see it, these guys can never be heel again because because of stuff like Twitter, you know, just just top guys, you know, not top guys as in their gimmick. Top all, guys, all I mean, like, aside. Yeah, I mean, top top as in like just top tier human beings, man. They're just yeah, just nice blokes, aren't they? You just love what they do. Um, and they're going to be like the ultimate babyface team. They were the best heel team in the business. Now they're like the best babyface team I've seen since. Just, and God knows. everything, everything to say that they shouldn't be babyfaces, but that's why they are because they're sort of they're sort of against the establishment, aren't they? They're they're, they're fucking a couple of like what South Carolina boys with fucking hairy chests and fucking yeah. rough style, and they're just. But they're just fucking wicked. I just love watching them every week. Honestly, we all—we've always said like they don't fit in anywhere. They're a throwback, but not a throwback. They're like a modern throwback. It's the two—the two wrestling for Vince and the two like not indie enough for AEW, but yeah. the AEW fans. I didn't think they'd get over like they get over like they've gotten over with with the they AEW fans almost every week. Different, yeah, because it's, it's all organic, it's all organic, it's all on them, mm. and they've done it. And how they're not on that show every week because they are they are needle movers, they are ratings, you know, pullers, and like it's just merch sellers. Merch oh, sellers, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, for, for me and you, certainly. Uh, Mike's got his uh, brand new seven star FTR, which he bought on the sly, <laughs> didn't tell me so I could get my gimmick as well. I'm sorry, I have a Peter, v- Peter Venkman Ghostbusters uniform T-shirt on because I am that He's, cool. They've got a they've got a fight like an eight year old girl shirt out now. If you want that one, I know, I know. I'm I'm definitely uh, thinking of purchasing. <laughs> all proceeds go to all Heart Foundation, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, not Brett. Yeah, sorry to go off on a tangent there, but just had to give a shout out to that guy. <coughs> probably, <coughs> probably me. the rest, probably the rest of the year for me. I'm not just saying that because I love him, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, he probably is, to be fair. I mean, we are tangential. We do go off <laughs> on FTR tan- tangents occasionally. Um, and when he said the Heart Foundation, he's not donating it to Brett. I think Brett's got all the money that he needs. And, uh, you know, I think they've done enough putting over Brett Hart. And so have <laughs> we on this podcast. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do now, we're going to we're going to just give you a bit of a, a, a snippet of the kind of thing you'll, you'll find on our podcast as well as the reviews. Um, we, we have a segment called Credit of the Week, which I mentioned before, um, because there's just there's just far too many idiots in the world of wrestling. Um and they and they just like to make people aware of it, they can't help themselves. Uh wow. we had we had the last the last one we did, the winner was uh Jordan is it Jordan? Jordan Grace Jordan Grace of of, of TNA quote unquote fame. Um after her uh, Random, you know, pulled it out of the air for no reason. Benoit take, yeah. And uh, you you informed me that uh, old uh, Miss Grace has took that back rather rapidly after speaking to uh, Benoit's son David. Yeah, I mean it. It's just if you're gonna say something for me, I have the fucking bottle to fucking stick with it. Do you know what I mean? Like she's obviously got some backlash online, and 
to me, she's gone. She's gone and spoke to his son, who obviously is son from a previous marriage. Um, mm-hmm. That that sort of he's got straight. He's sort of he, he don't see much of him, but he was on like the the that side of the ring and stuff. And he's sort of not trying to defend his dad, but he's sort of obviously trying to like protect the the legacy of his wrestling career. I think that sort of and sort of and sort of promote like. That you know he had CTE and things like this and what have you. Um, so she's she's pretty much bowed down to whatever sort of Twitter or whatever backlash she's received, and she's gone and had a chat with David Benoit on Instagram or something, and she's gone and down donated like five grand to <coughs> like a CTE charity or CTE research fund or something like that, and I just think it's like. It's it's it it's not genuine to me. I don't know if like yeah. I, I could I could be reading it wrong, but she, she could have just. But it's like you don't change your mind like that in in two days or whatever it was. I you don't know. know if she actually knew what she was saying. I just think it was just one of them poorly thought out, you yeah. know, instantaneous. I'm just going to say this: like she doesn't seem like a woman who puts a lot of thought into into her words. Um, no. I mean, I'm all for the donation to the CTE charity, all for it, you know, but don't do not do it because you feel like you have to. Yeah, I think it's it. just one of them guilt trip things, isn't it? She feels like she's yeah. just done it because she's had a bit of backlash. It's like, have you done it for the right reasons or have you just done it to get the fucking heat off your back? Um, she's done it to babyface herself, 100%. And it's like, there was, I think, I think uh, Nancy's sister, is it Sandra, came out and sort of gave Sandra a bit of shit back. Toffolino, well. yeah. Yeah, she gave a bit of shit and she was like, you know, all this, you know, she, she's she got every right to be fucking annoyed with whatever, you know, whatever's been said or whatever's mentioned about her, you know, sister. late sister and whatever. Um, and she got, she gave a bit of backlash to her as well. So it's like, and I don't know, I, don't, I think that might have been quashed as well, but like, it's just a mess. Like, th- this is why you don't, just don't go into stuff like this. Just don't mention it. Because there's always going to be someone that's going to fucking feel the backlash, uh, yeah. and it's it's normally the victims of the crime or the family members of whoever you know. It's just yeah. one of them things where it's like, where when, when she first did it, I was like, it's just especially when you've got a bit of a name in, in the business, it's going to get picked up by people. It's just it was just an absolute mess of a situation that you you could just feel it just like wasn't was needed, good. was it? No, nah, like we said, we said it the other week, didn't we? It was just like. It was just some random bloke just making some little opinion on Twitter, and she's like posted of it, and she's probably got, I don't know, how many followers she's got, maybe hundred hundreds of thousand followers, and that then travels across the like some random bloke's tweet, and then it all just sparks this debate, and it's just, it was just one of them things where it was such an unnecessary Twitter sort of argument yeah. meltdown, whatever. <laughs> uh, it was. But yeah, I mean that's that had been sort of going on for a week or so previous, so we sort of had to bring that back up. I get, I think. Yes, I mean, it is cretinous, but <laughs> I think I think her original thing was more it, cretinous. It, yeah, I think she sort of maybe redeemed herself ever so slightly, but it's just like you could have avoided the whole situation, really. Yeah, just 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 don't mention it when you've got a name. It's all right for me and you to do this. Like we're just fucking peons. Uh, we're sort of nobody's in the grand scheme of things, are we? So it's like, yeah. But nobody's ever gone. Hey, Jordan Grace, what's your opinion on Chris Benoit? Nobody has. No. And no. It's like a lot of people just just brush over it, and you know that's that's fine. 
it is a pretty fucking mental subject. I mean, you had um, you had Regal talking about it the other day, didn't you? And he sort of said, "Look, you know, I I, I yeah. had a, I shared a lot of my career with the guy, and I'm going to mention him." Um, and then he obviously went into the story about his perspective, his perspective of what happened that day, yeah. and that's yeah. it. He said, "Look, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. This is that, you know, I've said it now." So I think it's like he's he's well within his rights to speak about it because he's. Well, knew him, well wrestled him, friends with him. Yeah, exactly. So, what? Why is she even commenting? That's the only thing, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's the first of first of the nominations. Do you want to take the next one? Um, it has to be a uh, a guy who's uh, fallen down to probably the pit of no coming back with us. Uh, Someone yeah. who we were both fans of for a long time, but recently. He's just a huge parody of not even himself. He's a parody of Mickey Rock in the wrestler. He's <laughs> it is it is uh, the Donald Trump Randy donating the Ram. Randy the Ram uh, aping Christopher Jericho um, and his um, absolute dead air silence when when faced with possibly one of the best talkers the wrestling business and politics has ever seen. I'm not saying he's a great politician. I'm saying he can talk his ass off. And when he talks, you listen, because that man's got fucking conviction, Jesse Ventura. Um, So Ventura was on his podcast. Now, Jesse Ventura, personally, great colour commentator. I haven't seen a lot of his wrestling. Um, Mediocre actor. Um, former governor of California, good in um, <laughs> mediocre actor, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he used to be former. He was former governor of governor of California, and he has he has the the vocal ability to to be a politician, even if you don't agree with what he says. And I don't agree with much of what he says. He's a notorious conspiracy theorist. He even did a show on it. <laughs> And co-hosted by former T4 presenter June Sarpong. Um, <laughs> no, 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 word, no word of a lie. That's that is genuine. Um, I love a reference that. <laughs> that's it. Um, she was she was one of his roving reporters. Now, when you've got Chris Jericho having Jesse Ventura on your podcast, and knowing that Jericho's a Trump donor, his wife was at the, the January sixth Capitol uh, insurrection. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be some QAnon fucking lunatic, you know, conspiracy fest. But no, um, Ventura went on this rant about how he deserves, and we, everyone deserves an apology from the Republican Party for a Confederate flag being draped and <laughs> and like they stormed the Capitol and that it's never going to happen. And Jericho, who who, like I said, his wife was there and he's a fully-fledged member of the Raving Lunatic Party and Trump donator and everything, he's just gone, yeah, okay. Like, completely, <laughs> just like, it's like, Jericho, this is this is your moment. Put your far-right lunatic beliefs out in public because we've only heard it in, like, bits and bats. We've not heard you go on a full, like, pro-Trump. To, this is a guy, man, you've got the fucking... You, this is this is again. This is a shit you believe in. 
and you've just completely crumpled like wet cardboard, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just fucking... Bottled it, didn't he? Just Big time. Absolutely bottled it. And do you know what? If Jesse Ventura was berating me, I might have shrunk a little bit because you know he's a man that you, he's a man that's hard to argue with, hmm. and you know his 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 conviction is fucking mad. But you know if yeah, you if, if you're if your family you if no but if Jericho and his family are that strongly into Trump, they've, they've donated thousands of dollars to his campaign. His wife was there. Fuck me! Yeah, do you know what I mean, man? Grow some yeah. stones and fucking plus, just tell plus, your um, He was on there. He was on another. He was on another podcast the week, uh, True Jordy podcast, and he was like, he was talking about like how he he, he don't give a shit what anyone says. He he was he was squaring up to Brock Lesnar. He, he'd fucking bite his nose off if he fucking started with me and all this. And it's like you couldn't even have you fucking you you defend your own shitty beliefs, whatever the, whatever you think about it. Yeah, on a podcast, yeah. he probably weren't. He probably, he probably wasn't even in the same room as him. It's probably all on his own him. podcast. It's his yeah. podcast. It's <laughs> no, like, it's, it's if like... you can't do it on your own podcast, where the fuck can you do it? Yeah, he's just fucking. He's a little weasel, isn't he? Like we've we, we've nominated him a few times on this, like, and he's just what he what he was and what he is now. It's just fucking. It's really sad to see. Really, he's really shown Maybe... himself up. Maybe because Jesse Ventura was a name in wrestling, he didn't want to fight him because, or maybe he didn't think Jesse Ventura was worthy of his time because he don't fight jobbers, remember? So, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Chris Jericho's a fucking complete weasel. And if you haven't got the, the courage of your convictions, whatever your beliefs are, if you believe in that, you should fucking, you know, you, you fight for it. Yeah, I don't believe in. Any of that shite he's into, I think it's it's fucking beyond ridiculous. But you know, if you're going to go ahead and put your stock into something that much to the point where your wife is at this massive fucking insurrection event and you've donated thousands of dollars to him, fuck yeah. it, hell, man, <laughs> step up to the plate. You, you just you've just absolutely shrunk. Funny, yeah, I shrunk the so. fucking Jericho. <laughs> but again, yeah, go on. Sorry, mate. It's just the clip that was going around on Twitter. It's hilarious. Like it's just, it's just two minutes of Ventura just going on and on ranting, and Jericho, like you said, just went, "Yeah, fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he's done so many fucking just backward things recently in the last sort of twelve to eighteen months. But I don't know if he's ever topped this. I mean, he's in, in terms of like him as a human being. I mean, he's wrestling. He's wrestling horseshit, which we'll get onto shortly. Um, and he's and he's sort of gimmick that he's doing this whole sort of thinks he's in some weird boy band because he's trying to get heat, but it's like people don't want to see it. No. He's just. But yeah, apparently I haven't watched it yet. But he had a he had a match with Kingston last night or the night before. Well, on Wednesday, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll add some context to it. (laughs) So again, he was on True Jordy podcast. Is that possible? Well, it makes it funnier for me. Um, So he's on True Jordy podcast. (laughs) He's obviously pretty sure a lot of people will be familiar with him, an English YouTuber. 
Just let me one second, mate. On the Cornet podcast, Brian Last called him the true Gordy. So yeah. <laughs> the true so Gordy that podcast. Just, that, that just made me laugh. But anyway, I, I, I digress. Yeah, so he was on the True Gordy podcast, um, and he uh, he basically he ran down wrestling fans for uh, for calling out botches. He said it's fucking disrespectful to the wrestlers to to uh, for for fans to make fun of botches and things like this. Um, one, who the fuck are you to talk down to fans? They're the ones who pay all the money to watch you fucking watch it on pay per view, whatever. They've got the right to any fucking opinion they want. You know, if you're fucking, if you're putting a shit performance, you'll fucking know about it. And the only reason he's saying that is because they've popped up so frequently for him. That's why he's saying it. You know, he never used to botch. He was, he was, he was a professional of the highest order for twenty years or whatever it was. Um, you know, even if he did botch, it was very rare, so you didn't maybe notice it as much. But you know, it happens weekly, if not monthly, at the minute. Um, and he's. He's had a match last night, and some of the stuff in it absolutely embarrassing. I mean, he's what is he fifty odd years old now, and he's and he's doing shit like yes. this, death matches. You don't why is he doing it? Like he's he's had the, he can't work how he used to work. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had the he's had a you know whatever I think about him now, he had an absolute stellar career of, a, of an unbelievable legacy in wrestling. Yeah, he did. and he's just he's just tarnishing it every single week. And some of the, I'll, I'll urge anyone who hasn't seen it just to just to search Kingston Jericho on Twitter. You'll find the bit. You'll find the clip I'm talking about. There's a bit where Sammy Guevara is holding Kingston. It's a cluster. Like they both. They're like they fuck. They fuck the move up so much that like Kingston he tries to do his little back his little back fist misses it. Jericho then has to push himself into it. Honestly, it's it's unbelievable. I can't explain it. You have to watch it to see how bad it is. And the whole match in general is just a fucking shit show. Uh, just barbed wire all over the place. And it was, it was labelled as that anyway, a barbed wire everywhere match, but fuck me. Um, and Jericho won. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> of course uh, it is. Yeah. Um, so he, he has to be in there for me. Uh, so he's got, he's got, a re, he's got like a nomination for his personal life. And his in ring ride, so we're being quite fair to him there. We're giving him a crack at both there. Um, it's a double header, <laughs> uh, so that's second nom, uh, second nomination. Sorry, Jericho. Uh, we've got another one who maybe not as bad, but <laughs> quite embarrassing. It's just sad now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. Sad. Um, someone that <laughs> you've got, I mean, you as a wrestler, maybe not as a human being, you've got a lot of time for it. Old Rick, Rick Flair, um, as a wrestler, yeah, yeah. How old is he now? 76? I don't know. I can't remember how old he is. Yeah, he's, he's pushing mid-70s, isn't he? 73, not, I think he is. He's 73, right? But you know what I said. Um, but he's obviously having his last match thing in... I'm not, I'm not sure when it is. I think it's coming up soon. Um, is that star thing, isn't it? Yeah, they're doing it at that. It's sort of... There's, there's quite a big event on. They've got like people from New Japan, people from AEW, couple of yeah. couple of other sort of impact wrestlers and stuff. So it might be an all right show. It's not going to be fucking amazing, but it's headlined by um, Flair with Andrade versus um, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> um, oh, which I was not expecting. <laughs> My opinion on Jeff Jarrett, to quote the late Mike Graham, is 
Broke a million guitars, never drew a fucking dime. <laughs> He's uh, like you always say, he only was ever the world champion in a company that he pretty much was the owner or he was best mates with the booker, wasn't he? So, yeah, he was only ever the, the top guy in his own promotion, his dad's promotion, or the one where Russo was booking. Yeah, without nowhere else really, no one really else saw value in him apart from very early in his. He was solid. He was a mid card guy. He was he was never a, the the guy, but he always thought in his head he was the guy. Yeah. So there's a clip going around on uh, again on Twitter. I think it was Kenny McIntosh. Was it Kenny McIntosh? Who put it out? Yeah, and, and I've got a lot of time for Kenny McIntosh. He's, he's yeah, he does some great stuff. I mean, inside the ropes, he's great. Um, his his live shows. I mean, I again this. Kenny McIntosh, bless him. I get why he got Jericho on a tour, but Jericho's worldview has got to be the complete opposite of Kenny McIntosh's worldview. Yeah. Kenny McIntosh, Kenny McIntosh is a gay man, right? Yeah. And that's out there. I mean, he's he's out. He's not. This isn't me telling. I don't know him personally. I'm not telling mm-hmm. any tales out of school, but for what Jericho supposedly believes in with his QAnon-y, nutty right-wing stuff, he must be the diametric opposite of what, you know, the kind of people yeah. Jericho sort of hangs around on a daily basis. So, <laughs> but I get why he did a Jericho tour simply, you know, it's a draw. You know, he's, he's well, in the business of making money. Yeah. It's his livelihood. So, you know, you know, I can't really argue with him. But yeah, like you said, he put out a video of uh, this, whatever the fuck it was. And he's not, I think he, I think he, I think, <laughs> I think he might have some. He might have a couple of irons in the fire with it, to be fair, because he's proper like putting it over. <laughs> uh, I, I think he's got to do with Starcast as a whole because yeah. it's our uh, favourite chunky bearded, yeah, uh, son-in-law <laughs> of Ric Flair, Conrad Thompson. Yeah, that this is pretty much his sort of brainchild, isn't it? I think it was him. Who's probably him and Flair just sort of can't stay away. <laughs> um, I thought he had his last match about 10 years ago, to be fair. Like, but <laughs> here we are again. Well, um, it's Michaels, and then he went to TNA because he just couldn't that was keep the, away. That was one of the best retirement stories you could ever watch. I mean, I don't know why 100%. you would have to ruin it. I, mean, I, guess, I guess the money's a bit tight after all his divorces and fucking all his troubles he's had. Um, and <laughs> also, he's just, that. he's just a guy that never had anything else. This yeah, was it's all he sad. had. And if you're being told time and time and time and time again you're the greatest of all time or something, it's hard to shift that. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to get that off off your shoulders and just be Richard Flair, the yeah. the regular bloke. Do you know what I mean? It's you know I don't think you can do it. And nah. it's but it's gonna be it's gonna be Andrade versus Lethal for like 20 minutes Flair's going to figure for King Jarrett and he's going to win isn't he so probably <coughs> I mean the, yeah. the video going around it, it, it's fucking it's really bad for me anyway loads of people are raving about it I, I don't see why um, you've basically got a 70 odd year old bloke on the floor getting the well perceivably getting the kick getting the shit kicked out of him by Jay Lethal who's what his 30s probably yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Jarrett who's I don't know, 50s, maybe, maybe. fifties or whatever. I mean, it doesn't look make them look any good to me. It makes them look, <laughs> they're no. beating up some old bloke, and and Flair. I mean, he looks fucking. He looks sh- fucked, like doing all of it. 
<laughs> like even when he's just sort of walking at the beginning of the video, he looks absolutely just how are you gonna wrestle? There's no way you're wrestling. He's gonna throw a few chops and that's it, surely. Um, I think I think he's gonna I think they'll try and get him to take a backdrop because he loves taking one of them. And uh, no. I think he'll just when he takes it, he'll shatter into a million pieces. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Is he gonna is he gonna go, yeah, I can still do it, I can still do it, and he's gonna fucking die in the ring or something. I mean, I've never you know seen what? anyone as old as him wrestle. Have you? No. No, not even Funk. Terry Funk. Terry Funk went till he was old, but I don't yeah. think he was even that old. Don with Flair is right. Is this his thing? Does he? Is this? Is this how he wants to die? Would he want to die in the ring? Is this like he's? Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Though, is it like? Is this like? Oh well, I don't want to die like some sort of. Little bird in a hospital, like translucent skin and looking like some shriveled yeah. old man. Do I want to die in a blaze of glory? You never know with him. He's 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 nuts. Genuinely, yeah. like off the chain fruit loop, and he's so it's like yeah. you don't know. Um, it's, it's to me, it's just sad these days. It's just, it's not cretinous. It's just sad. It's a guy that just can't can't let go. Just, Get over his life and just just live the live the. I mean, what he's, he's got like. I know he's. I know his youngest died, but he's got three kids. He's got grandkids. He's got King Conrad Thompson, and we've we've laughed at him a few times for his, you know, dancing with twenty year old girls to his own gimmick tune, and <laughs> and it's just like. But it's it's got to the point of beyond tragic now. Yeah, it's even people who like him are going. What are you doing, mate? You know, yeah, it's yeah, weird it's, as fuck. It is depressing, uh, and again, it's sort of, it's like Jay Lethal, a guy who's fucking great. He's getting overshadowed by a seventy-year-old old bloke. That's another thing that sort of annoys me about it. Um, he's just yeah. getting overshadowed by every fucker at the moment. It's not fair, man. The guy's got yeah. so much talent, and he's just wasted. No, no, yeah. I mean, that's 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 another thing about. It. I mean, it's just it. Uh, I can't imagine it's going to do. And I certainly won't be watching. It. I don't know if I'd be comfortable watching it if if Flair does work any sort of more than you know the few chops and a, a you know a figure four or whatever. Um, but yeah, Flair's got to go in there just because it's like this is you 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 were once so great and you've just sort of you've become you joke. know depressing. <laughs> you know the joke, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's Charlie Austin. Um, but uh, that's the third nomination. Are you going to finish us off with the fourth? Last guy is a guy called Santana Jackson. Never heard of the guy. He rocks up on Twitter with a Michael Jackson fucking thriller mask in Michael full Michael Jackson gimmick, right? <clears throat> Doing some Michael Jackson. Da- it's like it's like the most over the top rock bo- uh, uh, people's elbow you'll ever see. It was just he's doing the full thriller routine, didn't he? It's a full fucking thriller routine to, to some fella in fishnets, and <coughs> he's he works he works for MJ Live in in Las Vegas every Monday night at the Tropicana. Just just giving you drinks are free. Yeah, <laughs> fun and fun and sunshine. There's some Michael Jackson for everybody. I think he's had I think he's had surgery to look more like. Jackson. He's a Michael Jackson impersonator and a pro wrestler and the creator of the Moonwalk DDT. <laughs> so 
we've got you're gonna we're gonna get a few of these down the line on this on the credits of the week. It's gonna be it's gonna be the invisible hand grenade guy, the fucking blow up doll guy. You know, we've never said we weren't Cornet fans, but we don't agree with everything he says. But a lot of the stuff that annoys him annoys us because it's like yeah. fuck off. But like doing the moonwalk DDT, I don't even know that'd work. Um, <laughs> the thriller, full thriller routine, then dropping a leg or an elbow on somebody is ridiculous. I mean, he looks like a pretty good Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> Stick to that. <laughs> Stick to that. I mean, don't live his gimmick completely. Don't be doing that. <laughs> Not on the full Michael Jackson experience. That's never going to help anyone. Documentary. <laughs> exactly. I mean, do your dancing for a hee hee on or whatever, right? Throw out some of that shit. Do the do the flipping, you know, the thriller gimmick, but don't do the rest of the ring, please. Yeah, please. There's, yeah, there's no. enough. There's enough. There's enough dog shit we have to sit through these days. Don't become <laughs> one of them. So. um uh, my cretin of the week is double bubble Chris Jericho. I has think he's got it has to be. I mean, he's he's a two time winner of it. He's not he's not Tony Khan top tier yet. He's not Dave Meltzer top tier yet. He's no. not Ric Flair top tier yet. But he's getting there, there's more to come from Chris Jericho. I can feel it in my waters, as my grandmother <laughs> used to say. He he's joined the just can't help himself kind of list of people. Just can't help himself. <laughs> It's just every week there's got to be something, whether it's the white backwards paddy cap twat street boys gimmick, the the what was what did he wear that red that red uh, string vest that he had on, <laughs> yeah, the, Looking, the, the fishnet red fishnet vest, <laughs> yeah, the string vest a la Rob Cena's bit, and um, or Onslow from Keeping Up Appearances. If you, anyone gets that reference, yeah, he's just he's just. He's, I think he's become more of a parody than Flair. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And that's pretty fucking hard to do. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> if he's on TV like he's every Chris... week, isn't he? That's the thing. No, I think that's an, another thing with it, because we only see Flair once in a blue moon being an absolute muppet. You know, we see Jericho do it every week. and On a pretty much weekly there's, basis. There's no escaping him. He's fucking every. If I want to watch FDR, or if I wanted to watch Punk when he wanted injured, MJF when he wanted etc. etc. Like the good. You're going to run into Jericho at some point, aren't you? I'm going to have to see some PNI who calls himself a flipping wizard throwing a piss poor fireball and missing. You know, him and Alistair Black go to the same fucking hand eye co- coordination school. Fucking can't can't hit it for fucking loving the money. <coughs> but yeah, he's 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 top tier Bella yeah, at the absolutely. moment. He really is. He's got to win it. <laughs> so, congratulations, Mr. Jericho, you for your uh, lack of conviction in your beliefs and your absolute botch fest. <laughs> you are this week's cretin of the week. Congratulations. Well done, well done. Chris. <laughs> you, uh, you, re- you really are putting some stellar work in for us to uh, berate. Giving us a lot so, of content. <laughs> So we're gonna uh, we're gonna draw this to a close now. Like we said, um, we're gonna be we're gonna be going to uh, Hog Wild on Monday, Sturgis, North or South Dakota. I can't remember which one it was, but um, <coughs> two hundred fifty thousand bikes though. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> for Eric Bischoff's complimentary wet dream because he, nobody paid a fucking penny. 
Um, and funnily enough, that's like six weeks on the trot that no, that they've made no money at the gate because the Disney MGM shows were free yeah. as well. And you can only Shocking get 400 people in there. Yeah, it's just the business, the business savvy of Eric Bischoff never fails to... Uh, never fails it was to all about me. TV, wasn't it? All it was about yeah. TV ratings. Because yeah. <laughs> he spent money like it was going out of fashion and made none. So, yeah. Um, yeah, can you imagine looking at Turner's books in the 90s? Fuck me, if I was their accountant, I'd have jumped out the bloody top floor window. There's some serious cooking going on, wasn't there? Must have been. Oh, God. Jesus Christ, yeah. Let's see how many zeros we can put under this line. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that'll be on Monday. We're gonna uh, we're gonna treat you to uh, what looks like a pretty damn good card. To be fair, um, definitely. Uh, and the giant Hogan um, and the nasty boys are on it. So you know we do apologise in advance for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna hopefully come back with more cretinous behaviour, some interesting motorbike based angle with uh, Medusa and uh, hopefully some pretty fucking good matches. So what we'll do, we will reconvene on Monday. I'm going to throw this up with um, with our last episode on our previous incarnation, just so you can get a feel of what we're doing here, um, which will, which was the go-home show to this, which was, I think, the 5th of August, 1996, Nitro. Yeah, it was. From yeah. Disney. Um, so, yeah. We're going to uh, look at some more adjectives. We are here to podcast. Don't <laughs> listen to what I say in the first bit. We are, I promise you, we are going to do full shows. Um, <laughs> but until then, for me, uh, the big mang from over there from the medium-sized mang, Dickie Slater. See you later. <laughs>